Gracious God, let these words be more than words. Give us the spirit of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Three years ago, I stood in this pulpit, about nine months into being your rector. It was my first annual meeting Sunday, and the first combined sermon and annual address I had given as rector. Three years ago, the lessons were the same. Luke's Gospel features Jesus' hometown congregation trying to throw him off the town hill because they didn't like what he had to say. I'm less nervous now than I was then. We know one another well enough. I've been preaching here for three years and you haven't tossed me yet. I also know the topography of our region much better and I know it's a long drive to a good cliff. (laughs) In the address I gave three years ago in the sermon, I used a particular word to describe this congregation. It was a word that came up again and again in our conversations that first year. The word was potential. Again and again that word came up. This was a congregation with serious potential, I heard. We had some great members. We had some great resources. We were well positioned here on Del Mar. All the bones were there for some good growth, for some real action. Holy Communion had potential. Some have called potential a dirty word because potential is unrealized good. Potential is dangerous because potential can be squandered. I'm proud to say we have not wasted potential here at Holy Communion. We've grown in membership, in attendance, in leadership, in outreach. When I first met with Bishop Smith to formally talk about Holy Communion, Bishop, you said to me, Holy Communion's biggest challenge is growing its footprint. Holy Communion needs to have a bigger impact on its neighborhood. I'm proud to report, through the hard work of many volunteers, with the leadership of a fantastic vestry, and with my fellow clergy colleagues and staff, we have lived into some of that God-given potential. We have grown our footprint. Our Laundry Love ministry is now over a year and a half old. This year, we helped our neighbors with over 800 loads of laundry. We continued our many years of service with our partners at the Trinity Food Ministry, and with Scott Ferguson's leadership, we served thousands of lunches. Hundreds of folks have joined us for Theology Untapped, for unlikely conversations about faith, politics, and life at Dressel's Pub. Our Christmas and Easter services and our Sunday attendance last year set records. We also more than doubled the attendance of the interfaith service at the LGBTQ Pride Parade in St. Louis last June, and we reorganized the Episcopal Church's presence in the parade with dozens of folks walking together even after having to wait for hours so that all of the corporate Home Depot and like floats could go first. But we stayed out there and we marched and together we proclaimed God's love to all. We co-hosted a larger than anticipated conversation about immigration and human rights in Central America with our partners from Christosol at Washington University. And just two weeks ago, 11 Holy Communionites attended an anti-racism training, and there are plans to launch our own dismantling racism group here in the parish. In just a few moments, 10 folks will officially join the Episcopal Church 
as they are confirmed or received by our bishop. And everything that I just mentioned only scratches the surface. Our parish is in the business of realizing God-given potential. And before I get too big-headed, too enthusiastic, our scripture comes with a question. Now what? In the gospel, the people of Nazareth at first applaud Jesus for his well-spoken words. Isn't that Joseph's boy, they ask? In those first verses of our gospel story, there's a sense of pride. This eloquent preacher, he came from us, they think. And St. Louisans know a bit about this kind of thinking. I'm always hearing about how the actor John Hamm or the hip-hop artist Nelly have a St. Louis connection. Jesus has a Nazareth connection, these folks think. Jesus' hometown crowd are proud. But their pride comes with an assumption. They assume Jesus is coming home, that he'll take his healing ministry out from the boonie villages of Galilee and bring it back to the city of Nazareth. There's an assumption in the text. The crowd think they know Jesus, think they have his number. They make easy assumptions about what will happen next, and then they're frustrated, angered, when Jesus does not go with their plan. They drive Jesus out of town. Real ignorance does not come from a lack of knowledge, but from being at least partially wrong and yet convinced you know the whole answer. Real ignorance comes not from a lack of knowledge, but from being at least partially wrong and yet convinced you know the answer. Zen teachers instill in Buddhists, you knew that I wasn't going to go away to India for two weeks and not come back full of some other religious wisdom. Don't worry, I'll spread it out over several weeks. But, but Zen teachers talk about the importance of maintaining what they call a beginner's mind. Never assume you know the full truth. Never assume you have the faith fully figured out, that you know the plan. As Shakespeare said, the fool doth think he is wise, but the wise man knows himself to be a fool. I'm proud of Holy Communion, proud of the congregation we have been, proud of the work we have done together, but I also know we are not done. Jesus has already passed through the crowd. He's already out ahead of us. This last year, we spent a great deal of time and energy discerning together. We convened conversations. We talked about our values, welcome, diversity, and community. We listened to one another, and we asked God to be in the midst of our conversations. Your vestry has charted a set of goals for this year and for the next five-plus years. Some of those goals led to the capital campaign, which will have its public launch at the end of this month. Other goals have helped us prioritize decisions about staffing, resources, and volunteer time. There's a temptation in a church like Holy Communion, a temptation to pat ourselves on the back for the work we have done. And today we can give in to that temptation just a little bit. There's much to celebrate. But tomorrow we know that Jesus has already passed through the crowd, is already out ahead of us on the road. We are a sacramental tradition in the Episcopal Church. We are in the business of sacred sign-making. Any church, even a church like Holy Communion, is in a sense a sign, a parable. 
At our best, we witness to something out beyond, our ste- out beyond ourselves. At our best, our story helps point to the greater story, the story of the work that God is doing in this world. The love that is shared within these walls is a sign of the love God has for the world. The ministry that goes on from this place points to the wider ministry of Christ out in the world. Like any sign, we are imperfect. Those of us who are biased may think of this place as perfectly imperfect, but we are imperfect. I try and say this at the beginning of each of my pilgrimage classes, the classes we host every fall and spring for newcomers. Welcome to Holy Communion. We are going to disappoint you. We're an imperfect church. I'm an imperfect priest. This is a place full of imperfect people. This church will let you down from time to time. I'll disappoint you. Know that going into this relationship. We are imperfect, and it is better to know that we know our imperfections. If we thought they didn't exist, we would be fooling no one but ourselves. God knows, and our neighbor knows, none of us get it right all the time. And yet, even our imperfections, even our frailties can be gifts if we can accept them as such. When we know that we aren't perfect, We know there is room for growth, room for failure, room to be human. When we know we are imperfect, we make room for grace. We make room for God. Three years ago, I stood in this pulpit and I dared to talk about potential. Today, I will make the same dare. I am proud of the road we have walked together so far. Imperfect as we are, I am hopeful about the road ahead. This is still a congregation with a great deal of potential, God-given potential. God hopes we won't squander the gift. God invites us at this time in this place to continue to serve as a parable, to continue to point to the wider story, to continue to serve as a sign of God's welcome, of God's embrace of diversity, a sign of the beloved community God envisions for this world. Jesus is already out there ahead of us, Holy Communion. Jesus has already passed through the crowd. We have the potential to keep following Christ's way. Thank you for the privilege of continuing to walk with you in this journey. Amen.